So the show hasn't started yet, Leah. It hasn't. But we have to do ads for something. Oh, man. What are we going to do ads for this week? We've got Pure Trader. We've got Audible. We've got our own merch. What are your thoughts? I always will choose merch. You got your own merch? Well, take us away then. Well, friends, if you are in need of a new gift, a new wardrobe accessory, or a new wardrobe, you are in luck because we have our own merchandise shop. That's true. We do. It is called www.shop.spreadshirt.com slash Jana Watches. Yep. And you, yourself, and I can go on there, get yourself a t-shirt, get yourself a long sleeve, get yourself a tote bag, get yourself a mug. We even have obnoxiously expensive hoodies. We do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did I miss the hoodies? Oh, because they are, like, obnoxiously expensive. <laughs> That's their name. All right. <laughs> Well, friends, if you want to buy us our own hoodie, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, I feel like the hoodies were like 60 to 80 bucks. Like, they're Why way expensive. You, okay. You I didn't friend, price that shit. You friends I, can <laughs> buy yourself a hoodie and then send us <laughs> Why don't us two one? of you pull together and buy yourselves a hoodie to share? <laughs> just buy the, like, double XL version. Yeah, it's fine. Listen, friends, we hope that you'll check out shop.spreadshirt.com slash channel watches. Buy whatever you like. It doesn't have to be a hoodie because they are pretty expensive. (laughs) But uh, now let's get to our show. Sounds good. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of JNL Watches. I'm Josh Prime. I'm just Leah. And we are watching season two, episode 11, Getting Closer of Dell House. We are. So, Leah... Tell me what happens this week. Because okay. I took no notes. I know. I <laughs> saw your sheet. You literally chose your person that I, you're drinking to. And I'm drinking to Bennett. We forgot to do it last week, so I'm saying it right at the top. Okay. Bennett is my person. I'm choosing Echo. Also, her last name is Halverson. <laughs> we need to revisit that because it's so many questions. Anyway, okay. what happened this week? Okay, so as we saw last episode, we really need Caroline's imprint. Desperately. Yeah, so we are finding Caroline's imprint so that she can reveal who this awesome person is that's, yes. you know, impacting the house. However, we run into a quick or, I guess, lengthy... Uh, <laughs> it's literally 43 minutes. <laughs> you know, a uh, turn of events where Caroline's imprint has been destroyed. It's gone. Yeah. Done, done, done. So now we need to essentially kidnap Bennett mm-hmm. and bring her to the dollhouse. Hey, Bennett. And get her on board with imprinting the person she hates the most. Yeah, her mortal enemy for some reason. Yes. All we have is that she has a memory of Caroline, Caroline. abandoning her while her arm is slowly dying. Yeah, so Caroline is the worst. So, yeah. As per Bennett, Caroline's the worst. This security guard is quite attractive. Yeah, so right now in the opening scene, Caroline, in her true self is seducing a security guard who she has now uh, handcuffed to a candle. It's a light fixture that he absolutely could break to get away, but that's fine. He is trapped so that she has time to rifle through all of Adele's things, and she finds a file on herself as well as a file on Bennett Halverson. True. Question for the logic hounds okay. in the audience, why would Adele have a file on Bennett Halverson? If she was that smart. But, do... like, she's being recruited to the DC dollhouse, so why would Adele have it? Do we think that Adele was going to pitch her to work for this dollhouse? I think at one? this point she already has Topher. But we don't know for sure, do we? Maybe. But, yeah. I don't know. He's very good looking, though. Anyway, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I know how you like some facial hair, typically, 
but this guy's got nothing from like hairline to waist, not a hair on his body. Did you see how proportionate his nipples were? (laughs) (laughs) You know how I feel about the nipples. Can't say I looked at his nipples very closely. The areolas. Looking great. Areolas. I do have to say, you skipped a very important detail in our episode summary. What did I forget? We know who the founder is at the end of this episode. Okay, we do, but I'm not going to say that right off the start. Why not? Everybody has seen the episode if they're listening to us. How do we know? Who is listening to our episode having not seen the show? Many people. You have no evidence to back that up. Okay. If you're watching an audio... Have you ever listened to... Okay. Pause. Have you ever listened to audio commentary on a DVD? No. I perceive us as being audio commentary on a DVD. Okay. When you, in your future life, yes. listen to the audio commentary <laughs> on something, know that they talk about the movie like you've seen it because oh. someone's talking through the movie. <laughs> All right, so I can share who it is? Yes, you can. Okay, fucking boy! <laughs> Big revelation. He's standing in the background during this big group chat menacingly. Yes. This whole time. And he, like, makes you believe that he's all good and innocent throughout this whole episode. It's been years. Years. Not just this episode. Years. Okay. Real question. Mm -hmm. Up until this episode, who did you think the person was? I had absolutely no idea. My assumption as a first-time viewer was that it was going to be a character we didn't already know. But watching it now, of course it's a character we already know. Right. Like, they have absolutely set us up to, like, we don't know the gender of the character. We don't know who it is. Like, they're clearly trying to say, it could be anybody on the show right now. But I never, I just assumed we were going to meet somebody new. So at the end, when we meet Clyde, I just assumed that was the founder. And I was like, this guy's kind of mousy. And then I realized, oh, shit, it's Boyd. No, see, I always thought it was Ivy. Because she isn't in it that much. That would have been way cooler. No tea. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Like, had Ivy turned around and been like, also, fuck you, Topher. Yeah. Like, Like, you are literally scum on this earth. How'd you like me to get your juice boxes now, bitch? Yeah. Nonsense. Oh, she's wearing, speaking of Ivy, she's wearing her brooch. Her brooch with flamingos on it. Did you? Which is such a a villainous thing. Have I worn a brooch? No. I haven't either. Because I am not a female. (laughs) uh, Over the age of 90. No, I was going to go with a female passenger (laughs) on the Titanic. That's. (laughs) You know how I feel about that movie. (laughs) That's the kind of people that wear brooches. I don't own a brooch. All right, pick. My mom has a brooch, though. And it's, like, passed down in the family, and it's got my grandmother's initials on it, and it's, like, a big family heirloom. And the fact that I'm her only child, and I am male, and that she won't give it to any of the other siblings is wildly, like, a cause for problems in our family. I like like, your mom better for it. Keeping it. (laughs) Keeping that brooch. (laughs) Anybody who thinks they're getting that brooch? Nope. Not happening. (laughs) Keeping that brooch. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are with Bennett. Hey, Bennett. Who'd you pick, by the way? Oh, Echo. Oh, you picked Echo. Oh, well. Am I taking it to Echo or Caroline or both? Oh, my gosh. That is between you and your God. I don't know. I'm going to drink to both. Cover my base. Make it happen. So we've got these two vapid girls who won't get up off the table. There. And Bennett is like, I've got my giant drink and my brain food and I'd like to be eating, please. Yeah, and these girls are bitches. They're definitely sorority sisters. Wow, judgment. And <laughs> I love that Echo just comes in, or Caroline rather, just comes in and she's like, oh, I've got, I had the bisque and it made me real sick and you all need to run away before I vomit on you. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, I'm fine. It's fine. It's true. Also, Bennett for a nerd is dressed pretty stylishly. Got a lot of leg showing for yeah. a nerd. Yeah. 
Just saying. Also, okay, so I have to point out mm-hmm. that since we brought up my mother. Oh, yay! <laughs> when uh, my mom wa- was at the beach with me once, we were going to the boardwalk because mm-hmm. in Jersey there's boardwalks and it's like you can do things yeah. rather than going here where it's just like experience nature. Fuck that. <laughs> so <laughs> we were going to the boardwalk where consumerism is everywhere. And my mom wanted to sit on a bench and there was people sitting on the bench and she wanted to get it for all of us. So she sat on the edge near people and then just scratched her body really vigorously like she had some sort of flea problem (laughs) until people got up and left. She's essentially Caroline. (laughs) Man, I gotta meet her and befriend her. So if you're ever sitting next to a middle-aged woman scratching herself on a park bench, know that it might be my mother trying to get you to leave. (laughs) I just need to be like her. Have no shame. Be like, listen, y'all... Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's a good way to be. Yeah. So we're watching the clip <gasps> of Caroline, of in the Caroline from the digital yearbook that we haven't seen for at least a season. How many times has this been shown? Oh my gosh. We should have absolutely had a rule I know, I about every time that. this came up because for a while there, every episode, True. this had a role. Or at least like the picture. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Have we seen Adele in this Maleficent outfit before? Because I think we have. Me too! <laughs> She's got the swoopy neckline yeah, again. I and believe, the belt! I believe you called it a Nike boob. <laughs> I think that's what's yeah. happening. I think she's. I think she is repeat the anti Vanna White, and she's repeating a shirt right now. Uh, even an outfit. I'm How upset the with mighty her. have fallen, Adele. I'm upset. Last week we saw a great, fantastic, even Adele outfits, and now she's repeating. I don't know how I feel about it. Even Topher has not souped that low. I can't imagine that he has. Not that we would notice. <laughs> He wears the same shit. It's all the same. So can we talk about... This episode is just riddled with phlebotinum. We've talked about phlebotinum before. I don't know what that means. So phlebotinum is a thing that happens a lot on Buffy where it's like, we need to explain what's happening in the story, but really the answer is magic and story Hmm. needs to make it happen. So like, magic's happening, they'll come up with like a demon that's doing this, whatever, whatever. On this episode, we have a lot of like, they're hacking into the DC dollhouse. So we've got a weird cord we've never seen before and that's facilitating that. Oh yeah. And then later when they're fixing the broken wedge, they just use a bunch of nonsense words. The and Dewey. Like, what the hell is that? I need that? a Dewey, Dewey pin. Yeah. Uh, Dewey pin stat. Like you're fixing a computer motherboard. Like what? Let's ask some people who actually know computers. Like does that yeah. do anything? No. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you no. Hi Bennett. But there's Ooh. a bunch of nonsense. So yeah. So she's getting attacked by a doll who's been imprinted with apparently the desire to choke her yeah. and the password to this door that, that he absolutely should not know the password to, no. but that's fine. And then ginger snap releases it. Oh, but Victor and Ballard, Ballard are sent, you know, Victor and Sierra mm-hmm. both in this episode for like a second. Yeah. And they are still with their original personalities, Anthony and Priya, yeah. which like they don't even have any skills. No, but they're just left around. Also, we just saw Millie. Millie slash November again. Yay! Here's a question that might boggle your mind. Ooh. When Millie slash Madeline was trapped in the DC dollhouse for years, right? Did she go by the code name November, or did they give her a Greek god name? Greek god name. And did she go on engagements, or did she just stay in the house? Okay. Here's my thought. I think definitely Greek god name, because, you know, Bennett runs a tight trip. Yeah. But... Hi, Bennett. I feel like Bennett would have used her to figure out what Telfer's tech was. That's fair. What Greek god name would you have as a doll? 
Oh, I don't know enough Greek gods. Based on the limited scope that I know. <laughs> sure. Aphrodite. Okay. Yeah. She's the one that stands in the shell in that painting, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I like the one who has the boots with the wings on them. Whoever that is. Ares, maybe? Listen, you're... there's a reason they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know the difference between Greek and Roman. Yeah. Yeah. That might be. I. Yeah, listen. exactly. <laughs> they're not praying to the real God anyway. Anyway, listener, you can educate us. Like, just send us Wikipedia facts. Wiki, wiki facts. Yeah. Greek gods, Roman gods. Honestly, go. don't even send those. Just send us a list of Greek gods, and some of them can be not real. Yeah. Guarantee you we won't be able to tell. True. Or, That'd be an amazing game. If we had, like, a list of Greek gods, and we had to, like, guess what they were the gods of. <laughs> <laughs> we might do that at a commercial that break. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> or so listener, tell us, based on all of your listening knowledge... Which Greek god or goddess we would be. Oh, yeah. Which one am I? I want to know. Me, too. Like, you know, choose, like, the Hogwarts house. (laughs) (laughs) Except with Greek gods. Sorting house. Yeah. Sorting hat. Sorting? So, they are our sorting hat. Yeah. But for gods. Uh, Or goddesses. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Ballard's wearing a button-up shirt that needs to be ironed. Just pointing that out. Yeah, his nipples are pointing out. Whoa. (laughs) I saw. I saw. (laughs) Right to a nipple place. That's fine. It's right there, front and center. And now we've got Millie in pajamas and a sweater. She's in painting. full doll outfit, but she's got the sweater, which is not a normal thing. No, but I bet she's not painting with the black paint. No, because it's all been washed down the drain. Yeah, I know, Victor, for the rescue. I really want to know. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the background a moment ago, we just saw, like, a dude who runs the art area, mm-hmm. right? And he was just walking around. Like, what does he think is going on right now? Right. One of the dolls is like, one of the dolls is like walking around in a power suit now, giving orders to Adele. Like, this has got to be nuts. Can we talk about Bennett's hair? Hi, Bennett. I like her hair. I like it too, but it's so, maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's a serial killer. Like, it's too perfect. Yeah, it's true. It's like the subtle wave. Mm Mm-hmm. But it doesn't start at a natural place. Yeah. Like, you see how it's kind of flat at the top? You're kind of flat at the top. I know. <laughs> Today I flattened my hair. It's very soft. It's, it's very <laughs> soft. But she definitely is, like, overstyled for the character she is. Yes. So this is a thing that I feel about Charmed. Mm. As Charmed wore on, and Friends, too. As Charmed and Friends wore on, it really felt like the characters became overly styled. I would say female characters. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like Rachel. By the end of Friends, Rachel had like a $7,000 haircut. And I was like, this woman does not afford any kind of haircut like that. Yes. Also, her haircut was just like pin straight with like a little bit of side action going on. Yeah. Like how is that $7,000? It was definitely ridiculous for a human person to walk around in. Yes. So Same thing here. Since I brought up Charmed, Mm -hmm. I've watched two episodes of the Charmed show. Is it good? Team. (laughs) I have mixed feelings about Charmed. So I'm going to do some spoilers to Charmed, which I know is not a show that we're currently watching. No, I also haven't seen it, so you you need to give spoilers because I won't understand. Okay, so a couple things. Mm -hmm. One, they've chosen to do a lot of the same stuff. Before we get into that, Topher and Bennett are having a whole romantic flirty flirty thing. Yes. He's apologizing for hitting her that time. Yes. Anyway, so they've chosen to do a lot of things that are very similar. The characters all have the same first initial, a thing that happens in the original Charmed. Okay. The characters have similar powers. So there was a girl who could move objects. There was a girl who could freeze time. Mm -hmm. Then there was a character who could uh, see the future. And then later, as the show progressed, she could read minds. Yes. They decided that for this this series... 
they're skipping the future reading and she just reads minds. So, like, that's a thing. That was Paige? That was, no, that was Phoebe. Okay. So now the new character is the youngest, has that power. Again, very similar to the original series. The problem I have with the first episode was that it just feels so of this time. And when I watch, like, Dollhouse or I watch Buffy, Mm -hmm. like, yes, these are very 90s programs. And I'm not trying to say that they are not. Or 2000s. Or 2000s. But they're very of their time. I'm not watching them constantly going, oh, it's 2001. Yeah. Or it's 2010 or whatever it is. Like, that's not what's happening. I'm just watching it for the joy of the show. When I watch Charmed, I'm looking at it and I'm going, when people watch this later, it's going to be so of 2018. The way that they talk. Mm. Trump was brought up like 17 times Uh in the first episode. And I'm like, you are just dating this show on purpose. It's like when you see a character holding a cell phone. All you're doing is being like, this is that decade's technology and that's ridiculous. So that's why Buffy avoided cell phones for as long as they possibly could. Because that's super dating what's happening. But yeah, so that's a problem for me. And then the second episode, they did stuff that is so stupid. There was no awareness of... Like, being on a, a a show at all. And there was no awareness of anything that somebody in the age bracket that those people are on. Like, you would have had to have seen, like, a single horror movie to be able to crack the code of the last episode. They had a spirit board, like a Ouija board, okay. that told them, don't trust this person. Hmm. And that person said, don't trust that spirit board. And so they were faced with, like, well, what do we trust? The obvious answer is not the spirit board. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they spend the whole episode being like, maybe the spirit board's telling the truth. No, it's not. That's stupid. There's absolutely no reason to trust the spirit board. And I can't imagine anybody watching this show and going like, oh, the spirit board might be the real one. That might be real. No, that's stupid. At least on Buffy, when you're watching it, occasionally you're like, I'm not sure what's going on. Right. This was like, I know exactly what's going on. Yeah. These girls getting deceived. And they're going to get their shit handed to them in a minute. And then they did. And so it was super predictable. And they had this whole storyline where they were going to give the person they didn't trust truth serum. And inadvertently, the truth serum ran up in the wrong hands. Super tropey TV show thing. True. And they didn't play it up for any kind of comedy at all. Really? That's a whole episode of television where a character's like, oh, I accidentally drank truth serum and now I can only say true things. They didn't do that. And so it just felt like wasted opportunities. And it felt like people were writing a show who haven't seen... Shows like this before. Right. (laughs) And, you know, do new things. Like, that's fine. But there's a reason there's a formula that works. And your characters need to be smarter than your audience. Just saying. Yeah. When are you going to start your own show? Oh, God. I need, like, a team of writers. Like who? I would love to work on a show with Joss Whedon. I would love Mm -hmm. to work on a show with uh, Marissa uh, Tomichen. Tomichen? The the woman who played Kilo who's married to Jed Whedon. I would love to work on a show with them. Alan Ball from Six Feet Under. Would love to do something with Alan Ball. Do you think he would collaborate with Joss Whedon? Oh my gosh. I don't know because they they don't share any kind of similar circles. Although now that Joss Whedon is working for HBO, that could happen. For what? He's doing a new show called The Nevers, which is going to be about people with superpowers in the Victorian age. Can we watch that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to have access to it right away, but we're definitely going to be watching it. (laughs) So back while, or meanwhile, Meanwhile. (laughs) on (laughs) The Dollhouse, um, we just missed, but Boyd has secretly been shenaniganing. Shenaniganing? Yeah, with whiskey. Oh yeah, with Dr. Saunders. Yeah. So they have been having a secret affair for the last two months. He gets her to come back. Here she is. In full glory. Welcome back, Whiskey. on immediately the coat. we have to cheers because, one, Whiskey's back and her scars are insane. Mm -hmm. Two, Whiskey is from Angel. Oh, yeah. Three, 
Then it's from Angel. Yay! <laughs> Cheers. Okay, but also now she's going to fix Topher, who she despises. Yes, I love the fact that she says less talking would mean less bleeding mm-hmm. in so many ways. <laughs> I like that Echo's like, no tea, no shade, but you're the reason my boy has been late the last two months. Yeah. <laughs> You and your feminine wiles are the reason yes. that Boyd is not paying as close attention to the drama. Right. I love that Adele doesn't even notice. She's like, once you're done with Dr. Saunders, uh, come and see me. And yeah. she comes back and goes, Dr. Saunders is here. That's new. Yes. <laughs> we didn't even talk about her new haircut. Adele's or? Oh, yeah. Adele's. It's a little bit shorter. It's definitely gotten shorter. And now we're immediately doing a flashback where she has long hair and they do yet another it's atrocious oh hair extension. You can extensions. see the hairline. Yeah, because it's not a wig. They just put hair extensions up under her hair. And here's the thing. So I think we've talked about this about Buffy before. Mm-hmm. But when you watch a television show that was made before HDTV and HD cameras, okay. they had a lot more leeway to do things because you weren't going to be able to see it. Right. And so I kind of think that their their thought was, you're not going to be able to see that line where her real hair ends and the fake hair begins on a standard definition television. But when you watch in high def, uh, you just see it immediately. Yeah. Like, there it is, that line. <laughs> so it's a little rough. Or, like, a lot of TV shows, instead of having baseboards on the house sets, they'll just oh. have, like, white tape to look like it. And so you watch some older shows and you're like, oh... In fact, I don't think the dollhouse has baseboards. It just, like, ends and becomes carpet because yeah. it's cheaper. It is cheaper, and hey, I don't knock it. That's a thing. But yeah, so the flashback right now is them realizing that uh, there was a breach because Echo was sleeping with a hairless security guard, mm-hmm. and she then is now rooming with Bennett Halverson. Hey, Bennett. Woo. And Bennett, in flashback, has discovered a file on her stored in Caroline's room. Which, like, what kind of secret agent is she? She leaves that shit in her closet? Yeah, I don't know. In a space where she explicitly told her friend, go in there and dig around? You know what I also can't remember? Sharing an actual room with somebody else. Ever in your life? Like, I know I did it in college for two years. But you repressed? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, boof, gone. I have two thoughts about that. The first thought, though, is look at the walls in their dorm room. Okay. Because the one walls, some of the walls are smooth, but some of the walls are the fakest cinder blocks I have ever seen in my life. Really? Yes. Wait until they show them. Look at that. Oh. It is so fake. Yeah. (laughs) It is like plastic sheeting of cinder blocks. It is atrociously terrible. Oh, no. Hilariously bad. Although we are missing an important part right now. Tell me all about it. Where Echo slash Caroline, because she's actually Caroline right now. Yes. Well, actually, Bennett has found out that Caroline has been snooping. Yes. And has only been Not friends. Not just snooping. Okay. She's it's like serious espionage. Okay. Caroline <laughs> is only friends with Bennett because she works for Rasa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Bennett is not mad. She's not mad at all. She's like, let me help you. Yeah. Because Bennett was so pleased. So we missed a scene where Bennett was getting her hair washed by Caroline. Mm-hmm. And she said, no one's ever done this for me before. And Caroline says, wash your hair. And she goes, taking an interest. Like, Bennett is such a sad individual, and she's getting attention. Oh, here we have Caroline, or Echo, rather, talking to the villain, Boyd. But we don't know this yet. It has been so difficult for two seasons to not be like, fuck Boyd. Was this, like, what it was like when I first watched it? Yes. I'm so sorry. It's hellish. I'm sorry. Leah. (laughs) I love that. Watching TV with you is like hell. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly that's true. (laughs) I can't help it. That's why I keep doing it. In my sad days. 
We're ways. It's so bad. It's so bad. But okay, so this is another important thing. So back when the Im- the uh, memory of the incident was put on Echo, mm-hmm. which incidentally was the reason that Echo became a person, if you recall. But then when we find out what really happened, she wasn't nearly as bad a person as Bennett remembers. Because what Bennett remembers is that Caroline ditched her. Yes. But what actually happened is Caroline... Sets Bennett up to not get in trouble for what happened. Yes. So, like... Why is she so holding this grudge? I mean, your arm died. I get it. I'd be pissed if one of my arms died because of you. (laughs) Just FYI. That's a lie. (laughs) If you kill one of my arms, like, we're going to have words. All right. (laughs) The uh, Sierra and... Victor. Victor are being set free yeah. by Caroline or Echo yet again. Which the names is, are getting harder. <laughs> which is important because she cares about them and she wants them to get out before Rossum comes in. Right. They're about to lock down because Ballard or Boyd rather just told them that was going to happen. And so Caroline or Echo rather kicks them out oh. to go have whatever the sex they want for their last time. Oh. And then we have Dominic coming back in his Tron Ooh. outfit. How did he get out? Uh, yeah, and I, don't, like, I don't actually know. Echo was able to save herself because she's special and magical. Mm-hmm. How did Dominic do it? I mean, he's a grumpy old man. This is nonsense. Anyway, friends, we have to take a quick break. Oh, yeah. So let's do that, and then we'll be back. Okay. Okay. So this is a rarity for us, Leah. It is? Because we're recording the ad actually at the time that the ad is supposed to happen. This never happened. This has never happened before. This is usually movie magic where we just edit it and move it all around. I know, but now it is real time. But since I didn't have an Oreo for us to eat, I was like, oh, let's just do this. Okay. So what are we advertising? I don't even know. So friends, if you are in need of some clothing, specifically mm-hmm. to JNL watches, yes. we have uploaded some great new imprints. My favorite being not naked must be human. Must be human, yes. It you could have your very own not naked must be human shirt. Yeah. For when you want to wear clothes or have to wear clothes, perhaps. Um, it's a great for covering up, you know, the areolas. <laughs> the areolas specifically. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to see no areolas. I want to see our merch. Yes. <laughs> so if you go to www.spreadshirt.com. Lies. It's shop.spreadshirt.com slash Shana Watches. This is why you keep me around. Yeah. (laughs) You can remember websites? I don't know how I do it either. I don't either. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Shana Watches. Go ahead and visit there and take a look at all of our wares. Yeah. You can even customize your shirt to be your perfect color slash, you know, slogan combination that you would like. Absolutely. And we don't just sell shirts either. We got tote bags. We got buttons. We have mugs. We got mugs. There's two different mugs on there right now. Holy crap. Yeah, there's a lot of mugs. If you want to drink your addictive liquid caffeine, you can do it in a JNL Watches mug. True. Two or different kinds. Just your libation of choice. Sometimes I drink the alcohol from a mug. Wow. That's how you know you're an adult. I know. <laughs> it's a great choice. All right, friends. Let's get back to us doing things. Actually, Let's not. Let's open fortune cookies. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's take a quick pause from our ad. Yeah. <laughs> and open fortune cookies. And then when we come back, we'll talk about those fortune cookies and be watching the show some more. Fantastic. Sweet. All right, friends. We're back. We are. We did an ad. We did an actual ad. And then we attempted to open fortune cookies. 
Literally five. I mean, we, we, I shouldn't say we attempted. We successfully opened forger cookies, but some of them were written in goddamn Spanish. That has never happened to me before. I, listen, we've had some weird forger cookies. We had that weird spelling error the other day. We did. We had the, like, totally not printed correctly. We this had time, two in one cookie. Two in one cookie. This time we had two that were not even in a language I understood. Right. I still feel confident that I translated it pretty well. You did. You did a good job. I think I did all right. I think I did fine with it. Good job for Google for having that translation. <laughs> yeah. feature. Google, I didn't even tell it we were talking in Spanish. It just knew. <laughs> That's like some fucking dollhouse shit. Right? This is some smart computers. Technology at its finest. All right, so can we talk about what's happening right now? Because Bennett, hey Bennett, Woo. is leading a charge to blow up some shit. Yeah, so, so we are in a flashback. Caroline is breaking into Rossum. We are setting up explosives. These explosives do not seem big enough to blow up a whole building. No, not at all. They're very tiny, especially for 2010. Right. And I love the fact that Bennett has, Different like... glasses. Different glasses, but also this weird tracker that's following Echo around. Like, she knows where she is. She's got this little red dot that's following her. And if you pay close attention to it, team... The red dot is definitely moving at times when Echo is not moving. Yeah. But she's just standing still. Then she's just standing still. It's like when Google is trying to help you walk. Today I was trying to walk with um, India. Oh. And we were using Google. And it was like not trying to help us get to her. <laughs> I'm upset. It was not helpful. So this scene, Caroline is discovering that they're doing some early dollhouse work. Yes. And she discovers the man singing opera. Okay. Which is something that has been mentioned before as one of the early experiments that Rossum did. Right. And so this is essentially the first dollhouse things, the first ECC that they had done. And it's creepy. People are like enclosed in what I consider to be like those... Ice chambers that people will die early and just, like, be frozen. Cryogenic chambers, yeah. yeah. But they're definitely not frozen. They're just standing still. Yeah, this This, person is, like, singing opera. And his brain is all exposed, which, like, doesn't feel like an appropriate way to study this. Also, I don't know if we picked up on this before, but the dude in his little black underpants is laying in what is an attic tray. Oh. Filled with that goo. It's that same goo oh, that really? yeah, From this the is attic? an attic tray. He's all covered. Look at it, he's oh, covered in the yeah. goo. He's definitely in an attic tray. Ew, no. Yeah, and so they were already doing attic then, but then the explosion happens, and because they don't have the money to show the explosion, they just do some cool lighting effects. Yep, dun dun dun, dun explosion. Now we get back to Dominic, and we're gonna send Dominic back to the, the, attic. Do- the attic. Yep. And he says no, but do you think it really helped? I mean, we need him to go back to the attic for a couple of reasons, and I want to make sure we're understanding those now. But also because, realistically, he's sickly and, like, in trouble, and if he doesn't go back to the attic, he's no help to them. Mm-hmm. But it's important that he goes back to the attic for a, a, a specific reason. Which is? Which is, so, Epitaph creates oh, a problem. you. For this show. I hate the epitaph. So the epitaph, if you recall, features a lot of flashbacks to the past, which at the time of the epitaph is future for the dollhouse. So because that's complicated, let's take it again. Mm-hmm. Epitaph is set in the future, and we're doing flashbacks to before epitaph happened, but after dollhouse happened. It's true. So it's in between. And so there are things that happen in those flashbacks that they needed to figure out ways to make sense. Okay. One of them is there's a scene where uh, Dominic is back in Adele's office mm-hmm. having a conversation with her. It doesn't quite work. I'll be honest. That one's a little rough. But one of the ones that it works a lot better with is Ballard, or Boyd rather, and his gunshot wound and the romantic exchange he has oh. with Dr. Saunders. Yes. 
Claire. And in the first season, when they show this, you don't know where he's injured yet. And he's about to get injured right now. Right. He's So there's a confrontation with the DC dollhouse and Adele. And we don't have Ray Wise again, so we have some other dude mm-hmm. who is, I assume, meant to look a little bit like Ray Wise. True. It's not a real convincing experience, but maybe no. he's the head of security for Ray Wise. Who knows? But anyway... Adele is being confronted by these three imbeciles who are douche canoes. And Boyd's going to shoot them up real fast. I love the fact that uh, the guy says, oh, um, you're surprised to see me? And she goes, I mean, whatever. And then he says, he doesn't look surprised. And she goes, he's paid not to look surprised. Right. Which is amazing (laughs) and true. Because Adele is like, fuck you, I'm one step ahead. It's true. I'm also curious, maybe they have the same name. What is the name? And uh, she refers to him as a high-level Rossum operative. True. Is he the guy that she was trying to sleep with at one time to get ahead? I don't... I feel like those were two separate people, too. Yeah, that was not the same person. The... You're thinking of the, like, real skinny dude... Yeah. ...who took over the dollhouse for a while. Yeah, that guy is not in it right now. He does do a lot of body jumping, though. Hmm. So, the guy that we just met... Is not Clive Ambrose. Let's see. The guy... Oh, no, it is. It's Clive Ambrose. And the reason that I always get really confused about this is because we have a Clive and a Clyde. Clyde being the second in command and Clive being the guy who came in. Clive is not the same person as Ray Wise's character. I don't think. But let me check and make sure because I want to make sure that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Ray Wise played Howard Lippman. So it's definitely like a security guard for Howard Lippman. All right. That's fine. Caroline is now uh, being promised as a trophy to Bennett. Hey, Bennett. Woo! By Echo. So that Echo can get her reinstated. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. True. So essentially Bennett can, you know, edit Caroline to do whatever she wants to do as long as she imprints or fixes the chip. Yeah. we got to fix this wedge thing. I have a lot of questions. Why do we not have cloud-based storage of original personalities? You know, that's a great... It would have been around in the day and age, Yeah. Why is that not happening? We only have two copies of each personality. Yeah. Because we have the one that Alpha stole, which is now missing. Mm -hmm. And we have the one that Alpha destroyed, which they're trying to repair. Also, where has Alpha been? Yeah, he's just MIA right now. He's not dead. He's still out there. Mm -mm. He... He just came, killed Ballard, and ran. Yeah. He's gone for a while. And so now Adele is sending Boyd on the run. Yes. And she's going to continue to pretend to be good with Rossum. True. And this is how we're able to build in the story that we see in the flashback from Epitaph. So we have to figure out a way to make that make sense. And this is how we do it. It's relatively seamless. It is. But again, other ones that we don't actually ever get to see, like... We don't ever get to see how we get to a place where Adele has the office in the Rossum headquarters and Dominic is visiting her. Yep. That just doesn't make, doesn't track with what's happening. Also, did we talk about Ballard? What about him? And what was the race to get him to be where he is? That's already happened, but yeah, you missed it. I feel like I did not disclose enough about my disdain of how they erased Echo. Yeah. They erased his love for Echo. Which, again, it feels a little phlebotomy to me. Like, we have no evidence to suggest that erasing an emotion could recreate a person, but that's fine. True. But also, it makes me very angry. Well, yeah. Because now, Millie's back in the picture. He remembers his feelings for her. He does. He does remember his feelings for her. Fuck Millie. 
What? You're fully... You... Listen... It's just because she hasn't made any leftovers in a while. Like, don't worry about it. I call them leftovers because everything she makes is leftovers. Like, she just cooks to have leftovers. My grandmother used to cook on Sunday nights for the rest of the week. So you'd go to her. It was like meal prep, but like before that was cool. And so you'd go to her house and you'd be like, I'm here for dinner on Sunday and I'm going to have a piece of turkey and some meatloaf and some fish. And some whatever, <laughs> because she just cooked, like, 17 meals. Wow. It was amazing. And then she ate it all week. That's she fed, amazing. like, her whole family and then ate it the rest of the week. Wow. But, yeah. I don't like leftovers. That's my problem. No, I don't understand eating. <laughs> That's also fair. <laughs> Ugh, it's so much work. There's the work to do it, then there's the work to eat it. Like, who has yep. that kind of time? Yep. I'd rather just eat Chinese food. Yeah. And drink libations. Yeah. Seems reasonable. Life would be easy. But yeah, so this scene that we're watching right now is Ballard, or Boyd rather, and Dr. Saunders having their little moment. Mm -hmm. And everything about this scene, we've all seen, we've seen it already, because it's all from the flashbacks in Epitaph. And so I had to figure out a way to make it fit. And it 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 works. It works a little bit. The coat he's wearing is a little strange, but it's fine. Now Topher is, you know, oogling over Bennett. Oh, she's about to get shot in the face, though. I know, which I didn't remember. Nobody told me. I mean, you have seen this show before. You know, it's like a whole new experience for me. <laughs> I don't remember things. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Yeah. She dies. About humans, like in real life. In real life. Not well, on TV shows. pretend that some of these people are real. You know, like the ones who are real, like I Topher. Can't. I can't. And Bennett. Hi, Bennett. I remember overarching, but yeah, they smooch. And he oh. says, "Ow." And then they kiss and he keeps saying ow, which kind of kills the mood, but that's fine. I know. It really does. And he's kind of blue. It's because of the lighting. I know, but it really... Remember when he was shirtless? (laughs) (laughs) Anytime I'm very sad. You just need to pull up the picture. Be like... Be like, anybody you know could be looking like that under their shirt. Right? That's really what... He's like the wild card of shirtlessness. I know. You're like... But what does he look like? And you're like, fucking fantastic. Yeah, like, we have no evidence to suggest that he looks that good. And then he does. So rude. It upsets me greatly. But so now Saunders is coming in to shoot him in the face. Yeah, because she is a secret sleeper. And then she leaves. She just leaves to to, to be seen maybe again in the future. Who knows? Just gone. I blame it on that belt rose thing that she's wearing. Her belt is a little intense. Yes. It's true. It's... You know, magnifying for Bennett here, who's just like, look at that flower belt. Bennett's hair has definitely gotten less good since last time we saw her. It's a little bit disheveled after the big get with Topher. I guess because she was kidnapped. I love the line where Adele says, as you correctly pointed out, you have been abducted. Because <laughs> Adele is fantastic. I definitely, should I ever find myself abducting someone? I definitely want to tell them. As you correctly noted, you are abducted. If I'm ever imprinted as a doll, mm-hmm. I want Adele's personality. Hands Done. down. Done. Yeah. I love that not only does she shoot him in the face, but she waits until he's in the room. Yes. So that he sees it happen. Because she, he loves her. He does. And it has to happen with a gun to the head so that we have no possibility of bringing her back. 
Oh, yeah, because of that's, the alley. That's a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing more flashbacks. You know what I love about these flashbacks? They didn't feel the need to do that annoying filter. It's true. Like they did in first season. They still have some filter, but it's less obnoxious. It's true. Well, at this point, you're like, Dominic's not in the attic, and Adele has that horrific wig horrific, on. Horrific. <laughs> horrific. They're extensions. They're terrible. So, yeah. you know it's real life. I want to know, like, how long did she have to sit in a makeup chair to have those extensions sewn on? Yeah. And taken off. And taken off. Oh, good God. It's the worst. How do you take them off? Do you just cut them? I don't even know. I've never had them put in. I haven't My hair is just naturally the length mm-hmm. that it is. I know you don't believe me. No, I do. Because they're really good extensions. They are. We follow a person on Instagram, Adele's Dolls. Mm-hmm. And she is, he or she, I don't really know, is in love with Adele. and As you should be. We were sending them all kinds of messages about, like, it's tough to like Adele for some parts of season two. I still like her. I mean, yeah, she's still wonderful. Oh, Millie. Hi, Millie. I know. She does have good hair and dress in this episode. She's looking like Millie again. And again, just think of the power of if you hadn't seen Millie in two years. True. Which is how long it would have been had this been five seasons. Yeah. That would have been much, much, much more powerful. Not that it's not powerful now, because she's wonderful. I do like that Adele is taking care of Topher. Yeah, she essentially says to him, like, you can't bring back Bennett right now. Cheers to Bennett. I need you to bring back Caroline. Can you bring back Caroline? He's like, yep. And he tells Ivy to leave. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, again, would have been great if she was fucking the The person. The person, yeah, I know. That is much better. I like it. But... Yeah, and I love Ivy. And again, in the comics, Ivy is still there. Yeah. So I have questions about how she winds up back at the dollhouse mm-hmm. after leaving just now. Or like, where does she go when she's not there? Yeah, and what do you do with a hole on your resume filled with worked for a secret organization? Like, worked at KFC? Like, what do you put on your resume for that in-between time? Especially <laughs> as, like, a genius neuroscientist, as it seems she is. right. Not that we know anything about her. No. But <laughs> she wears a brooch and has sometimes the teal strike in her hair. Yeah, that's all we got. People are breaking into the dollhouse. True, but then we're going to imprint Echo with Caroline. So again, this is where I get into some nonsense because the dollhouse is corrupted. We have a bunch of other Rossum operatives breaking in. They destroy the dollhouse. And then we have a flashback in Epitaph 1 where Adele is still in her office and the dollhouse is still operational. So how is it that we haven't seen that yet? Right. So how do we get back to the point where she's in the dollhouse working and he's just there? I have thoughts. Yeah, I don't know. I love that she says, damn, I just had that window replaced. Because it broke like last week, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I saw that happen. I do like that Adele is staying with them for throughout this whole process. Yes. And I like that Topher has blood on his face from Bennett. And it's not... Wiping it off. Yeah, he's just letting it letting it stew. So it's time to imprint Echo with Caroline. And who shows up for this? Fucking Boyd. Yeah. Also, once again, we used to have the little head rappy thing from the DC dollhouse used oh, the chair. Yeah. Not anymore. No. That's fine. Tover gets knocked unconscious, and rather than just shooting this random doll in the chair, as he probably should have, he waits to get his neck snapped by Boyd. Boy. Who is now going to hold her hand. And then we're going to flash into her brain, where we will discover that he's also the founder. <sighs> yeah, I know. Anger. Wrath. There's a lot of stuff. So in the episode where Adele 
imprints actually it's not Adele the episode where Ballard imprints Echo with a CIA profiler Mm -hmm. she interviews Boyd and she says uh, for some reason I trust you Yes. and at the time you're like oh is that because she's imprinted to trust him at all times right and then would she have been able to notice that he was the founder had she not been imprinted to trust him at all times yeah that's a good point I don't know just saying. Also, we're now in what we now know to be Boyd's office, and there is a pretty epic matte painting of a city behind them in this giant window. Oh, it's not actually the city? Oh, absolutely not. There's no way they're in a city. Oh. So this is a matte painting that they've painted and then lit from behind to make it look like they're in a real city. It's very pretty. It's a pretty common thing on TV shows where they'll paint the backgrounds. Like, most of the stuff you see out windows on TV shows are not real. They're paintings. Oh. Just a thing. I thought it was stock footage. I mean, sometimes they'll use stock footage and blow it up real big, but a lot, there's like a matte painting industry who will paint these beautiful matte paintings. A lot of matte paintings were used in Wizard of Oz. Very famous for having a lot of really great matte paintings. Okay. My personal favorite is there's a scene when they're going to the Emerald City in Mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz where they say, we're off to see the wizard and they go to do their song as they do at the end of every act in that movie. And they turn and march towards the Emerald City, and if you look very closely, they are standing directly in front of the matte painting. If they took one step further forward, it looks like they're stepping onto more yellow brick road, but they're not. They're walking onto a picture, and they have to stop at that point, because if they didn't, you would see that that's a painting, and it's amazing. Do we have any listener mail? Let's look at our listener mail, because yeah, the episode is pretty much over. Let's see. So I know we've got some. We've got a message from our good friend Zulu saying, Good morning. When he wins the Mega Millions lottery, they are going to create a TV show with Victor playing all the roles. Yay! So you need to make that happen. Okay. He also was mad that I talked about fashion because he didn't know what a peplum was. I didn't either, so... <laughs> it's fine. You educated both of us. He also would not want to watch us doing Sex in the City. Why not? Well, first of all, it's hard to do a Sex in the City show because yeah. comedies are difficult to do on a podcast. Yeah, that's fair. But it's fine. He also has a lot of thoughts about the five imprints in six months thing, which was something that came up a couple episodes ago. True. He was trying to figure out the numbers and the counts and all that fun stuff. So I was giving that some more thought, and I have some questions. Okay. So when they say that, she has just returned to the dollhouse after being gone for three months. True. So is that five imprints in the last six months in the dollhouse? Or five imprints in the last six months, period? Because if it's in five months, five imprints in the last six months, period, that's only five imprints in three months, really. Because she didn't get any imprints during those three months she's not in the dollhouse. Which would mean that instead of having, uh, what, 10 imprints a year, she would have closer to 20 imprints a year. Which means in five years, she'd have about 100 personalities. Which at least is closer to the number we came up with. True. So maybe that's what we need to be doing. But that's fine. He also wants us to listen to the Harry Potter done by Stephen Fry. Okay. He's excited about that. All right. He rates the Halloween Oreos as highest amongst the regular flavored Oreos because of the spooky cookie. Yeah, that's fair. There were different shapes. Yeah, he appreciates that. And then he showed us a link to the pumpkin spice Oreo, which was quite expensive. It's true. And, so, you know, you know, other listeners can provide that for yeah. us. You don't have to bear the whole brunt of this, Zulu. Yeah. It's fine. Then India emailed us uh-huh. 
And let's see. India said a bunch of different things. She numbered them this time Ooh. to make it easy for us. One, Adele's lip gloss was a mess. Truth. Fair. She doesn't like Ballard's mouth, which just seems like wildly hateful for no what reason. What about her nipples? <laughs> what do you think of her nipples? His nipples, India. Forget his mouth. Yeah. Anybody can see his mouth. Tell us about his nips. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know why you specifically hate his mouth, but she hates it. Okay. And then writes, rest in peace. So, like, way to respect the dead. Granted, he's back now, yeah. but that's fine. <laughs> uh, she learned about Bo Brummel from this song, the, te- the, the song, wow, the play Annie. Oh. So, we talked about, I've gotten a little Brummel in A Love Supreme. Mm-hmm. And uh, she learned about it from a song in Annie. So that's okay. good. She also says that she doesn't think the headaches were fake like you do. Oh. So that's some challenge. Challenge to your belief system. I think they are fake to a certain extent. She also says that Joel Miner's fiance is named Anne Marie. Ooh, okay. Uh, we couldn't think Not of her Rebecca. name. Not Rebecca. Rebecca is the name of the first wife. Okay. And then Feelings, Nothing More Than Feelings is from a cheesy 1974 song called Feelings. So that's good. By who? The Beatles? That's a question for India. I don't know what to tell you. So then I wrote back that I didn't think he was going to be dead for very long. And she says that she was in Annie. And I was like, well, I need to see pictures of that. Oh, like the play? Or like the movie? Well, she was not in the movie. She was in the play. (laughs) And uh, she didn't have any photo evidence yet. But she's working on it. Okay. And then just a quick story about the name Anne-Marie. So when I was younger, mm-hmm. my next door neighbor was named Anne Marie, and my father, because he's a jerk, would constantly call her Rosemary to piss her off. Aww. Now, present day, we have a neighbor named Rosemary, <laughs> and he calls her Anne Marie because he's confused. So that's Aww. always fun. But yeah. Anyway, that's our listener mail this week. We would love to get listener mail from from y'all. First of all, thank you to India and Zulu for writing yes. to us. We appreciate you. But for those of you who haven't written to us. Why not? I'm looking at you, Bet and X-Ray. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Coming for them. I love you both. <laughs> but apparently not enough to not call you out on the podcast. True. But yeah, so if you want to write to us, we're JNL Watches, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, all of the things. We would love to hear from you about what you think of the show and what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, what's your rating on Getting Closer? Okay, I really enjoyed it. You sure. Except I hate that they erased Paul Ballard. Yeah, Paul Ballard's love of Echo. And I I feel like we didn't spend enough time getting into how upset he should be at being an imprint. Yes. Where was his meltdown about being a doll? They didn't have enough time. They only have two episodes left. It's a thing. I know. But so what's your rating? What's your thoughts? I'm going to give it a 9.2. 9.2. Because it's still a good episode. It moves us closer to the end. Yeah. I get they did what they had to do to end the show eventually. Yeah. But why hasn't Victor and Sarah made more of an appearance? Yeah, they're definitely very strong parts of the show. We haven't seen nearly enough of them. You're right. Yeah, I also want to give this, I'm going to give it a nine. I think that the episode is weakened by some of the constraints that they have on them to get all of the Epitaph 1 things in. Yes. And they really try and shoehorn some of that shit in as fast as they can. I don't love Boyd being the villain. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like that makes a lot of sense. No. And I don't know that it tracks with what has been happening so far. Yeah. I also don't understand how you run a company without like being in the role all the time. Where you can pretend to be an underling for years. Right? Like, who's running it for you? Yeah. Clyde... 
you know, 7.0? Yeah, Clyde number... He was number five at the time Echo was first meeting him, so could be Clyde 47 by now. But yeah. So anyway, next week, season two, episode 12, the final episode of the formal season before we head into Epitaph, called The Hollow Men. And Echo's gonna lead her crew to take down the Rossum Corporation. The big finale. Woo! Get excited. I am excited. It aired on January 15th, 2010. So like eight years ago. Wow, that is... We are old people. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, friends, we hope that you will check out shop.spreadshirt.com and slash JNL Watches and order some stuff for us. And other than that, we hope that you'll write in, like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those different things. And until next time, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Later. Bye. There's so many fortune cookies. Oh my gosh. Because some of these are from that time I had Chinese food without you two days ago. Fuck you. (laughs) But you're in my dream the night before. So like, more prominent. You're in my dream the night before. Oh yeah. I had arrived. We We didn't actually have sex. But, I mean, I can lie and say it on the podcast. (laughs) I had arrived early for the podcast and I looked it up. It means that I feel like the podcast is important. It is important. (laughs) Yeah. You're responsible for the podcast? No, no, no. no. I'm responsible for showing up for the podcast. But I just have to sit here delightfully. Delightfully. (laughs) He who sows courtesy reaps friendship. (laughs) Good luck is often with the man who doesn't include it in his plans. Wait, what? Well, you're plum fucked because it's not even about you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, fortune cookie. It's fucking gender specific fortune cookie. Um, Look at all the notes I took. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I don't need to take. Oh, you just wrote down Bennett. (laughs) I wrote down who I'm drinking to at the name of the episode. That's it. My fortune cookie just has words in Spanish. Seriously, there is no. This is a Spanish portrait. Una buena acción hecha hoy es pagoda doble mañana. What does it mean? I believe that means a good action is coming to your pagoda two days from now. <laughs> Perhaps. If you speak Espanol, help me translate. Hoy a la sabiduría de los ancianos. None of those words. <laughs> Literally, Allah, I know, and day, I know. (laughs) Every other piece of this, I have never heard of before. Let's Google Translate this shit for just a hot second. Hear the wisdom of the elders. I like the dogs. Mm -hmm. Dogs are fun. I like dogs. Dogs are nice. I know. I want you to get one. I do. I do want to get one. A good action today is paid double tomorrow. That's like close to what I said. Yeah. We understood the meaning. Tricky. Took away the high note. A good thing is coming tomorrow. That's close. A good action. I guess it's not really that close. But I understood some of the words. (laughs) Good job. Spanish. I'm over it. Good job, Spanish. (laughs)